from the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia to around the globe. You're listening to Shark Bite Biz, your exclusive place for business strategy, sales, marketing, and tech in the roaring 20s. And now, here's your host, David Strausser. Welcome to Shark Bite Biz. I'm your glamorous host, David Strausser. This is your place to learn how to grow a business through a complete chaos. We got a hot show for you all today. We're going to be talking to somebody who is the master of his game. He's in an old school industry that has traditionally been behind the curve on the tech forefront. And he realizes that with all this effort that he's putting in, it's working. And he is really taking advantage of it to crush his competition. And, you know, if you haven't figured out, we're going to be talking about the home improvement industry. But first, if you love Shark Bite Biz, okay, go to the YouTube channel, hit that join button. For only $3 a month, you can become a baby shark. Or go to deadhousecoffee.com, use code SHARK, okay? SHARK, you get 20% off. And all of the proceeds directly help support this channel. Now, let's get back to, the, to today's rock star guest. We're going to get an industry update about the home improvement sector, okay? And we're going to find out how the sales insulation process has been impacted during COVID. We're going to talk general tech and how the industry has digitally transformed. And I think we're going to have some nice surprises in store for you about you know, just how this industry is doing right now. So who is today's guest? Stephen Glaze. Stephen Glaze is an expert in the exterior home remodeling industry and specializes in siding and gutter protection systems. He started in the business working as an assistant at his father's roofing company at the age of 16 and was estimating projects and managing crews by the time he was 18 years old. Today, Steve serves as the Vice President of Sales for Smart Exteriors, LLC, an award-winning home improvement company serving the greater Kansas City metro area. Stephen works tirelessly to find the best exterior products and to educate homeowners on the best options for their goals and budgets. In fact, he recently wrote a homeowner's guide for siding that is now available on Amazon. Beyond his passion for researching and testing out the world's smartest exterior solutions, Stephen also enjoys spending time with Christy and their three daughters, Jasmine, Lily, and Violet. Wait a second. Are they all flowers? <laughs> That's pretty cool. An avid sports fan, Steve also loves playing golf and cheering on the Kansas City Chief and the Kansas City Royals. I cannot believe I just gave the Chiefs a shout out on this show. I mean, I don't know if you can see behind me for all those people on YouTube. I got old St. Nick Foles right behind me. But anyways, I've got to shut up. Let's bring Steve on it here. Business strategy. Steven, welcome to Shark Fight Biz. You, my friend, you just became Shark Bait. Oh, appreciate it. <laughs> oh, no problem. You look so anxious to be here. <laughs> That's the first time I've been a shark bit, so yeah, let's do it. Exactly, exactly. So we got the first question. Ask every single person that comes on this show, okay? What's your experience? What's your background? How did you get where you're at? Uh, basically, what do you do for a living? Basically, tell us what makes Steven Steven. Well, today I'm an executive of Smart Exteriors. We do roofing, siding, windows, exterior projects 
here in Kansas City, but I got started. My dad was in the business, uh, owned a roofing and remodeling business. And so right out of high school, I was uh, selling roofing. We chased tailstorms around the Midwest and did everything from knocking doors to, uh, you know, selling the projects, watching the jobs, doing doing all these things. And then, um, you know, about 10 years ago, my dad retired and, and uh, I got tired of traveling. So we started Smart Exteriors. It was just a local business, um, but we do more a lot more than roofing. Roofing today is probably 10, 15% of our business. It's mostly um, siding, exterior siding um, is what we do a lot of. And uh, Why, why did you pick siding over roofing? I mean, just out of curiosity. Yeah, so the roofing is very much tied to um, the hailstorms. I mean, mm-hmm. in Kansas City, people just aren't replacing a roof. Uh, I mean, they will patch that thing because we know we get a hailstorm about every 10 years. And so it's just, you know, everybody just nurses that thing until a hailstorm comes. And so, you know, when one does come, you make a ton of money. And then when they don't, you starve to death. And so to just, you know, kind of even that out a little bit and um, regulate our, our income and our, 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 uh, our sales. Um, we, we chose siding and quite frankly, there's more margin in it uh, for yeah. us. Um, and siding. you can differentiate yourself more. Whereas, you know, roofing is very much, you know, a lot of people would consider that just to be a commodity. We're all selling the same timberline shingle or whatever. And it's just a tougher, tougher deal. So we still do it. Um, that's, you know, that's part of it. Yeah. No, sorry. I was going to say that's really interesting where you say that with the commodity and stuff like that. Like we were talking offline, kind of a little bit the same thing. Um, I lived down in Mexico, though, for most of my early life. But I did come back for about a year and a half or so when my first son was born because I was just scared. You know, I was young. I was scared. I was in Mexico about to have a kid. I'm like, nah, maybe I'll go home for this little stint, get a little stint in rural Pennsylvania and then move back down to Mexico. But um, when I was up there, we were, you know, I was helping my dad develop his sales and turn it from basically a guy, a crew, essentially, just operating under his name for 25 years into an actual business itself. And that's one of the things that I realized, like, you know, it's like everybody's doing the same thing. So how do you differentiate yourself with the roof? I mean, this this is what those guys were masters at. So what we did was we went all in with the Owens Corning system and got certified with their contractor program. We used their shingles, their, um, was it, Ridge Vent, uh, you know, everything that they asked for in their system, we did because then as a certified contractor, they actually gave a warranty on top of our warranties and stuff like that, which was really cool. And that's one of the ways that I found to be able to kind of differentiate it to where you're getting the confidence that you're getting a good local contractor taking care of you with the corporate corporation actually having your back. What do you think about that? Yeah, it- that's a good strategy. We do something similar. We um, we work with Malarkey, um, their their shingles, and we're certified with them. And the reason we do that is we we feel like they have the best impact resistant shingle, and so okay. we really focus on that. We 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 sell that a lot. Um, and that's kind of our standard. We don't sell just a regular shingles. Everything we do is either the uh, impact resistant or mm-hmm. you know moving to like a tile or something like that. But right. so yeah, that that and I mean, you differentiate yourself through you know, like reviews. I mean, that's a big thing. It's just, you know, yeah. as a company, you want to 
be the best and have the most reviews. And so we really focus on, on that. Um, and then, yeah, when it comes to products, we, we do partner with different uh, manufacturers to do the same, same thing. Yeah, no, that, that, that's great. I, I think I was kind of lucky because when I was helping them out, it was before the the review age. I mean, you're talking 2003, 2004-ish. Right. And that the review part itself really wasn't that big. I mean, for us, the biggest challenge we had wasn't reviews. It was, I don't know if you remember Service Magic. Yes. At all. Okay. So for people that don't know, it was a service. I guess now it'd be similar to something like Angie's List or something like that, where you put in your information like, hey, look, I need a roof repair or I need a brand new. And they'll give mm -hmm. it out to four or five different contractors. And, you know, each contractor had to actually pay for it. You know, whether you got the job or not, it was X amount of dollars. So, you know, what I realized was that nobody else had like a digital experience in this part of Pennsylvania, websites or anything like that. So our whole strategy at that point was I want to get those leads before they go to Service Magic. And that's kind of where we were because we felt like we were on the top of that uh, technological curve. Uh, how are you guys? Because that's one industry I always think that the construction companies, you know, they're a little bit behind in tech. And right now we're in a digital age with what's going on with the pandemic. How do you think that has evolved in your industry over the past couple of years? Yeah, it's been huge. Uh, it's gotten, it's gotten more competitive because, you know, everybody's doing it now. And so, you know, now, you, you know, before you just had to do it, now you got to be good at it. Right. Um, and so, you know, we went through that whole phase. I mean, when I started my business, we did say, no, Service Magic is now Home Advisor. And Home Advisor, right? so when you, when, when we first started our business, I mean, that's what you do is like you start a business, you build a website, and then you're like, okay, now I need the phone to ring or I need customers. And how do I mm -hmm. do that? And, 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 you know, SEO takes time. And so it's, it's the quickest, easiest way to get the phone to ring is to buy the lead, right? Yeah. And so we did that. And what we found was that, you know, the people we we're competing against were small guys, just like we were at the time, mm -hmm. but you, low margin because guys, they, they really don't understand their business. And so a lot of times they're just taking, you know, this is what my materials cost. And, you know, um, some of them are doing the labor themselves. And so it was difficult, but we had to do it to get started. And then I moved quickly to um, Google AdWords. I started because I'm like exactly what you were thinking. I need to get these leads before they get to HomeAdvisor. Right. So we did, we did that. And I found very quickly that having a website is important, but having one that converts is even more important. Right. And so, so we had, yeah. to, it was very expensive, but we had to, we had to do some conversion optimization. So that was like, you know, phase two of my, you know, web, website is let's get it to convert. And then we, we had, um, first off, we had the pink Panther everywhere because we were able to use uh, it through the own scoring program. Yeah. So that was really, really cool. Having the pink Panther with the, the hard hat on, but like I had step to like, Hey, what do you expect when we're doing your roof? But I had to climb up there, take pictures, with this old camera and I'd have step-by-step -step guide like hey look we're gonna tear your roof off this is what we're gonna see when we see to the wood unfortunately we don't know if your wood's gonna be good or bad till we get the old roof off and I gave examples and and I had a, a click to guide that they could see each step of what to expect and those things with call to actions really helped us early on. I mean, when I say help us, you got to remember the market. We're in rural Pennsylvania. So us getting two to three roofing leads that we would probably sell one to two of those a month were like really good. 
Yeah, we do something similar. We don't have it on our website. We do it as part of our sales presentation um, mm -hmm. on siting is we've actually made a video. Um, we, we paid a guy to come out and video each step. So it's like, this is, you know, tearing off the siting. This is putting up the insulation house wrap. This is the flashing. This is what we're going to do yeah. over on your windows. And it's, and it's, it's all videoed. And it, giving people a clear understanding of the process and what to mm -hmm. expect is, is key. And it's something that most people aren't doing. And so it really allows you to separate yourself. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And one other thing I think uh, we did early on was I, I thought like, hey, what should be our um, our domain name? Because it's like, hey, Strasser contracted, that's like way too long. There's so many different variations of how to sp uh, spell Strasser. So yeah, we ended up going with vanity URLs. We had paroofer.com and we had gotsighting.com. Because Got Milk was pretty right. popular back then. <laughs> right. Yeah, I've seen some like that. You know, like uh, there's a guy here in town that's it's MRC roofing and his website's like Trust MRC and uh -huh. uh, some, some things like that. Um, we Smart Siding is a big, um, you know, a, a brand. Mm -hmm. LP Smart Siding is big here. And so a lot of people search for that. And so, you know, having that, uh, you know, in our name, the name Smart, um, you know, helped us a little, little bit. But we we probably could do better with the vanity stuff. That's probably a good idea. Well, like my so. my my reasoning for it was because if they're going to hear it on the radio, what are they more likely to remember? The the whole Strasser contracting, uh, or are they going to be yeah, pa .com? That's pretty darn easy. If you're doing siding, gotsiding.com. I mean, especially in the era of got milk. Who would forget that? Right. Because we were doing heavy radio ads, stuff like that, billboards. And I think that's where it really helped us get, you know, our stats, again, for rural Pennsylvania and our market, uh, they were they were really, really solid. I mean, it really turned his business from maybe like $120,000 to literally a year later, we were right underneath a million dollars working from Harrisburg to Allentown to Scranton to Williamsport, kind of like a diamond there, if you could think of it uh, in a way. And it, it was some amazing ROI. So with your business, though, I mean, it, construction industry is a very tough business to be successful in. Can you tell us some of your struggles with it? Well, I think for us, it's about uh, growing uh, growth. You know, it's mm -hmm. like when it's just you, you know, you're, you're doing everything. Um, you don't realize how you got to process things. And so like, you think about, okay, well, I got to hire a salesman. Well, you know, the salesman, what am I, I got to have some sort of way of training him. I've got to have a presentation for this guy. I've got to have, you know, how is he going to take that, what he sells and then transfer that to production. And, and so going through mm -hmm. all of that, that's what, you know, we've been doing the last couple of years is just is growth and, and kind of systemizing things and, and trying to um, put processes in place so that we could scale. How is that that's going to be very tough. No, yeah, I was, was going to say, that's been the toughest thing for us. Yeah, that, I mean, again, when I went through it, it was something that I, I realized I kind of went through. I did it myself. I, I didn't figure out a way, though, to be able to get it transferable, meaning that I went out, I sold it, okay? if I, When I hired a sales rep, maybe it was just because I only ever hired one sales rep, but it wasn't someone I was able to to train and get them to do the same thing. I mean, 
I, I guess that's where what I'm thinking of it. Siding would probably be a lot easier than roofing because of all the unknowns and stuff like that, I guess. Uh, it's a little bit more straightforward for a sales rep to go through. I mean, what, what's your take on that? Actually, I found it to be just the opposite. So okay. to train uh, on roofing, it, it's 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 less complicated on siding there's so many details and, and things that you run into like wow. windows and what's behind it and oh, yeah. and um you know crown molding and, and design there's a lot of different styles and you know if the, if it gets too close to the ground what do we do there and how do we handle this and you know where the roof meets the wall what do we do there there's just, there's a lot of different uh variables so it's it's easier for us to like windows uh siding and gutters are obviously very pretty easy for us to sell um train yeah. salespeople. it's a one call close and it's it's like that sighting takes a while um and mm -hmm. so we, we figure that out but we're getting good at it and we're we're we've got processes in place and, and we hire we try to hire inexperienced people on purpose um mm -hmm. so we can train them you know to the way that we want them to be trained and, and do the things our way um and it takes a little longer but we just try to hire good people that have a good work ethic and then train them accordingly and, and we've had some success with that so do you have a full like inside sales department that's producing leads for them are the sales reps required to do their own prospecting how are you trying to pull that all together for them so all of our leads come um through people calling in via okay. you know, referrals or online advertising i mean 90 90 percent of it's just our online online advertising um, that's, that's through adwords that's through seo that's just um you know stuff that they find us online and no, none of our salesmen really do any prospecting except some of the roofing guys will call on insurance agents uh mm -hmm. you know monthly they go make their rounds and introduce themselves and things like that but um we keep them busy just with the leads that come in oh that, no that's that's definitely awesome what about technology i mean Again, we're talking about, you know, I always call it in my brain, like an old school industry, because it, it's always my experience is, is that they are slow to adopt new technology. Unless you're working on something state of the art, the average worker is going to, you know, be working with tools that they're more used to. But in the sales cycle, have you been quick uh, to adopt technology, like are you using AR so you can show people what their house would look like with the new windows and a new siding right then and there? Yeah, so that was one of the biggest, uh, I would say, technological advances that in our industry, both roofing and siding. I mean, I remember when I first got started, we got up on every roof with a drawing pad and a tape measure, and we drew the roof out and measured it, and then we had to go and figure the area, and you know, mm -hmm. all kinds of crazy geometry and now it's we use an app it's called hover h-o-v-e-r uh you take eight pictures all four sides and all four corners of the house mm -hmm. they create a 3d rendering it tells you all of your measurements for the windows the siding the roof the whole thing and then you also have the ability to sit down with the customer and put different roofing different siding different things on their home like you talked mm -hmm. about different colors from the different manufacturers and so that that's a big part of what we do it's expensive um you know i pay like a hundred dollars for every estimate that i go out on to do this wow but we feel like it's a good return on the investment um it, it's it separates us not everybody does it because it is expensive but you can imagine uh the difference when you could sit down and you know you pull pull their uh, house up on an iPad and spin it around and put different siding on it and show them what things 
they're going to look like, it, it, it makes a big difference. Yeah, so, and it also makes ac- measurements accurate. You know, when you're okay. materials, it's it's a very big deal there too. Is it accurate though? I mean, it's is extremely there... accurate. Okay. Yeah, it's extremely. I mean, you can't like like on a window, you got to go hand measure because I mean, you get that down to like the you know eighth of an inch. It's not like mm-hmm. that, but it will definitely. Um, you could quote it the window off of that, mm-hmm. and for siding and trim and roofing and all that stuff, and how many ridges and valleys and all that's ex- extremely accurate. I think it's. I think they say it's it's accurate to within you know like six inches. So with that though, I mean, if you think about it from a standpoint of technology automating some of your sales cycle there, I mean, how long would it take you if you had to have your sales rep pull out a ladder, climb up on the ladder, measure every single thing, double, triple check it, stuff like that compared to just taking those steps and having those measurements? Yeah, it's huge. I mean, I would say it would take a one hour appointment and turn into a three or four hour appointment. I mean, because to, to go right, especially on, on right siding, then and there, didn't you just pretty much pay for that hundred dollar investment? Yeah, too? yeah. Well, I did it because originally, you know, I'm the one out giving the estimates. And so my right. time is valuable. I'm thinking, I mean, I, you know, and I've got these leads coming in. And, and for me, it's cheaper to do that than hire another sales rep. If I can see twice as many people in a day, Mm-hmm. then, you know, I don't have to hire another salesperson. It's a no brainer to, for, for me to do that. And oh, yeah. um, same thing with salespeople, you know, it, it's, it's no brainer. And then also it saves the fact of when you do sell the job, I don't have to send a production manager out to go do a field measure and, and double check everything. I've got all that accurate information and it just streamlines everything. It's, a, it's part of the deal. You know, the other yeah. thing is with the, the pandemic this year, um, doing a lot of zoom, zoom sales calls. Oh, and yeah. we do, yeah, where we go out, we take our pictures, we get our measurements, and then, um, you know, we're pre- presenting that through Zoom a lot of times. Um, right. Where right. they log in and, and they they can see their house on the screen. And so that, that helps a lot. Um, and so that's another technological thing that's kind of helping us, especially with the further out appointments. It's nice to just say, hey, let's, we're going to come out and take a look. And then when we get everything put together, instead of making that other trip, why don't we just stop on Zoom and build everything? Yeah, yeah, that that's another thing I was wondering because I know you know you start selling things that are big ticket, and you know for the longest time there was resistance. Like I do ERP for my main job, Vision Thirty Three, and I mean we could be in the millions for our sales. And traditional mindset tells you, well, I mean you're not going to sell that all virtual. Uh, but now, I mean, here we are a year into it and we're selling million dollar projects totally virtual. So I was wondering if that crossed over to things like siding and, and you know, roofing and stuff like that. Yeah, they're not million dollar projects for those homeowners, but for those individual homeowners that are not businesses, that's a pretty big expense for them. Yeah. And so what we try to do is when we go out on the first appointment to get the pictures at that point, we try to say, Hey, listen, we're one of the things we want to accomplish today is just find out exactly what it is you're looking for. And so we know exactly what to quote. And so we'll show samples a lot of times at that point, like, Hey, hey here's the sample. Here's what the siding looks like. You know, what colors are you thinking? And we, so they get to touch it and feel it. And so that second appointment is basically just to go back out and, and, go over the numbers and basically try and sell it. So you miss, you know, the old school was you wanted to be face to face so you could hard close them, you know, so you could close that sale and, you know, slide the paper across the table and, and on smaller sales like gutter guards and, 
uh, even windows. I think that, that there's something to that, but siding is, is not a hard close thing for our business. It's, it's very con- consultative sale, you know, and we design and we just take our time and we just earn the business and try and do a better job than everybody else. So they feel, they trust us feel more comfortable and, and it's not about a price. They just want us to do the work. And so with yeah. that, it's not as important that you, you're sitting right there and, you know, there's, there's no pressure or anything like that. So it seems to work really well for us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one thing I think that was always a challenge during the siding sales as well, too. And again, maybe this is just because rural Pennsylvania, but there's always, especially when you get like first time homeowners that maybe haven't had to do repair. I we ran into like sticker shock frequently, even when we had cheap prices that we thought for it because they didn't realize how much it actually costs to do all of the siding. Do you run into that at all? And if you do, how do you handle it? So we try to price condition on the first um, sales call. So we'll, we'll just say things like, okay, so, you know, give, you know, example, we, we sell several types of products. Um, I noticed as I was pulling, you know, into the neighborhood, I see vinyl in the neighborhood. I see fiber cement, you know, um, have, do you guys have a, any sort of budget in mind? Cause a lot of times that's where it goes. And then of course they'll say, no, we have no idea, you know, and then I'll say, well, you know, if on a house like this, I mean, it's a typical house, you know, you might spend $25,000 on vinyl and you might spend $40,000 on James Hardy, you know, with that in mind, which, you know, right. which, you know, which way would you think you would lean or something like that? And just, you just kind of price condition a little bit, or I did a house similar to this, you know, it was like $45,000, you know, um, is that about what you, you know, guys had in mind or, well, no, it's actually quite a bit more, but you know, if it is what it is. So we just, we throw some numbers around preliminary to kind of give them, get an idea. Okay. Okay. Smart strategy. So we're, I don't know if you've noticed, but we're in this pandemic still. It won't go away. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Two weeks to flatten the curve, right? Right. Two weeks. And uh, I still feel like we're in the first day of those two weeks. <laughs> uh, but anyways, I mean, we've talked about how tech has kind of impacted your business. What about COVID? How has that affected your sales, installation processes? Can you explain to us a little bit about that and how you've had the pivot? So I, I remember the day that we got the um, I was a stay at home orders or whatever it was almost like a year ago today, and I was just getting ready to start a quite quite a large project, and you know we found out that construction at that day was um, essential, so we could still work, um, but we checked with all the suppliers and like, hey, listen, you know if we start this job, we do more materials, can we come back and get them? Are you guys going to stay open? And you know once we realized that everybody was going to stay open, we could we legally could do the work. Um, you know, we decided to do it since we're outside, you know, we only have a couple guys on each crew. We could socially distance. And so we, once we realized we could do it, we, we started doing it. And then it, the crazy thing was the phone just being off the hook. Like it, we got busier than we ever had. And I think it's for wow. a couple of reasons. I mean, um, for one thing, there were no trade shows, no home shows, yeah. nothing like that. And so everybody pretty much had to go online to, to, to find somebody. And that's where we excel is online. So I think we, we got a bigger piece of the pie, but also the pie grew. I mean, as people were home, they had time to deal with it. Um, I think it was great because we had all these appointments during the day, you know, whereas before yeah. everybody's fighting for that 5 to 7 p.m., you know, and it's like now mm-hmm. you'd call people or they'd call in and we'd say, well, are you available to her there? Like, you can buy anytime you want. I'm here. <laughs> and so it was, it was easy to, but the remodeling well, industry. to live in the same house and look at this every single day. Oh, my God, I really hate this. And, you know. Yeah. You know, the, the whole remodeling industry, I mean, you got people that 
were like, Hey, we're entertaining at home. We need a, you know, outdoor space or we need to yeah. finish that basement or, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working from home now. I want to do stuff. I want to you know remodel my office or I'm working out at home. I want to create a gym. And so like all of remodeling just really blew up um, as a whole for the, for the 2020. Okay. Well, I mean, that that's definitely really good as far as, you know, getting leads and stuff like that. I guess, how would you say, like, the installation, those processes, things like that, your crews, what did they have to do different? So, obviously, anytime we're in the house, we're masked. They're wearing their masks. Um, outside, if it's with James Hardy, you know, you get that silica dust when you cut it. So my guys are wearing masks all the time anyways. So that was the, the, really the main thing there. Um, it just was one windows and doors when we're inside, those guys have to wear the masks uh, and they still do it today. When we go give appointments, I mean, I'm wearing a mask. If we're giving estimates um, in the house, um, that sort of thing. Um, other than that, not much, not much changed as far as um, insula- installation processes and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you were definitely ahead of the curve, though, as far as, again, like we've been talking about business tech for a lot of this call. And it sounds like that really set you up to be successful during the pandemic because you were easy to find. Uh, not just that they can find, hey, here's Smart Exteriors website, but you actually had really good information on the website. It sounds like that helped them make a decision to call you. What about your marketing? I mean, you look back pre-pandemic 2019, during the pandemic 2020, now we're in 2021. How has your marketing evolved or changed during that time period? Well, we were already um, kind of ahead of the curve because, I mean, 100% of our focus is, was online. I mean, I have kind of a, a five-year plan, and, and it's like phase one is, and, and when it comes to marketing, you know, it, it's dominate the web. You know, it's like you got to do that first. And once you dominate the web, then you can go to your radio, then you can go from there, you can go to TV, and you can really scale and things like that. But so I've been focusing the last few years on dominating the web, you know, everything mm-hmm. from, you know, we, we a very active um, blog, you know, doing these podcasts, um, we wrote a book, um, everything we can do possibly uh, dominate the web. And so when they shut down a lot of these other avenues, which the other big way of generating leads in our industry is trade shows and, and festivals and, and all of these things, those were all gone. Mm-hmm. They just forced everybody to the web. And I was already there kind of a leader in our market. And, I think that everybody's playing catch up right now. And, and so trying to like, Oh crap, we got to get online. We got to be good because that's where everybody is. And I was just, so I haven't changed a whole lot. Um, I just continue doing some of the same things that I have been doing because that's, that's where it's at. But you are going to have to evolve to try to maintain your position there ahead of the curve because eventually there's somebody's going to catch up. Do you have any idea of how to get to that next level then to kind of stay in front of whoever's going to come along? Yeah. So our next, our next step is to, is to really dominate the radio. Um, Once we, once we feel like we've dominated the web and we've kind of gotten everything we can out of that, Mm -hmm. because you're driving everybody to your website anyways, right? Like everything Mm -hmm. you do, you're driving everybody. So you've got to, kind of master that and so it's the search engines and then it's the radio and that'll probably be a couple year process where we just you know everybody knows our name at that point and then tv 
One of the things that we did right before I left is we teamed up with Owens Corning and we teamed up with our local radio station and uh, we gave away a free roof. They had up to 20 squares. It was the ugliest roof in Northeastern Pennsylvania contest. And, you know, we, we had the judges there. Uh, it was just like local radio people on Owens Corning. And, like, we went through and, you know, like, man, this dude's poor roof. It was, like, collapsed in, stuff like that. And we went in there, replaced it. The guy was so happy. But we ended up, out of that good act, I mean, of getting someone who really did need a roof, I mean, we ended up getting about – and other roofs out of the process. So it paid for itself. Plus Owens Corning gave us, I think they gave us all the shingles, but we still had to pay for a lot of the other material we needed. Um, but even so, man, it, it paid for itself like four or five, six times over. Plus a lot of people remembered that. And that's just some of the creative things that I use to kind of out of the box to get our name out there just to be different. What do you think about that? You think that's crazy? You think it's too corny? Is it something you're going to do this fall? <laughs> no, I think it's something I'm going to do this fall. That's a great okay. idea. Um, I think anything you can do, to, you know, because you got to be memorable, man. That's the thing is with all these ads, I see people on TV and, you know, I, I'm always talking to my wife. And I'm just like, you know, that your commercials either got to be really good or really bad. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter, but it's got to be memorable, you know, and these ones that are just so plain and something like that, people are going to remember. It was a big deal. Yeah. And you, the judges and people submitting stuff. And so, you know, that, that's a great idea. I think, you know, that's something I could see, uh, I could see us doing. Absolutely. So I already gave you, I, I think you're benefiting this podcast more than I am. I'm giving you all my marketing secrets, man. <laughs> you're doing a free room I'm contest. taking notes. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to, uh, I, I still own gotsiding.com. If you want to give me a call later, I'll let you know that. Um, well, technically my father does, but it is available. Um I guess the, the last main question I want to get into before we start getting into your book and stuff like that is we talked about the past. We talked about the present with the pandemic. What's your outlook going to the future? I mean, are you nervous at all? Because I, I, I can say that, you know, home improvements I view is finite, finite when you're in service company because you're only doing x radios there's only so many people that live in them and it, it's like if everybody's calling to do the projects now there's a good chance the following year it might be a little bit slower then because they accelerated the timelines on those projects do you have any fear about that I mean, what's your what's your overall outlook it's 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 positive um you know the one thing you know my sister is on the other side she's a, a home builder and, oh, wow. you know, and so with that, you know, I always say, you know, home builders keep the remodelers in business because they, they, they don't use the best stuff. I don't think they do the best <laughs> job, but, uh, so that, that's, that's our, that's our future, but. So you have the, a loving relationship with your sister, I can tell. <laughs> right, right. So the, the thing is, is that, um, you know, right now building materials are, are crazy high. So like a plywood last year cost me $11 today. I paid 38. Mm -hmm. um, they, they've just gone up that much. My sister says the same house that she built last year cost her $30,000 more to build it today. So as those prices go up, people start to think, gosh, you know, I can't get anywhere near the same square footage. If I go buy a new house, I need to let's remodel this one. 
and let's fix it up and make it make it make it work. And so um, there's a lot of older homes still, uh, you know, those homes that are 20, yeah. 30 years old in, in Kansas City. There's a, a ton of them. You know, we had that big boom uh, in the 90s. So I don't see any any slowdown. Um, I think that, you know, we're always going to be competing for, you know, the, the piece of the pie, you know, and, and yeah. what percentage we get of the business. But I, I, I see that pie growing. I don't see it ever getting any smaller, um, you know, for the any you know, the foreseeable future. Okay. Okay. So you do have a book with an amazing SEO built title, which is exterior siding in Kansas city. You want to tell us about that book? Yeah. So we, most, a lot of the companies in Kansas city that sell siding, they sell one type of siding. Um, and it's like, you know, they're, they're, they go in there and they just, everything else is terrible. This is the only option you have. And, you know, you'd be stupid not to buy from me today. So our, our approach is a little bit different. Um, you know, we say, you know, there's a lot of different sightings. They all have different, you know, features and benefits and advantages, disadvantages. So that's what I did. It's a very unbiased book. It, it takes the five or six main types of sighting. And we just talk about the pros and cons, um, of, of each and gives people just a very, informative general uh understanding of what's what's available and and what are some of the pros and cons to be aware of when you're choosing the siding and it it, like again it's appropriately titled seo purposes here in kansas city but it's good for anybody um in any part of the country and um you can buy it on amazon or uh, pro tip you can get it for free on my website you go to smartextpros.com and uh, you can download it for free oh there you go there you go how can people reach out to you uh, so the best way is, um, you know, through our, our website at the company's smartextpros.com. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm also pretty active on Twitter and LinkedIn, uh, just at Stephen Glaze. Oh, perfect. Hey, Stephen, this has been fun, man. Yeah, Thank well, you so much for really coming on. Fun. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Oh, no problem. Wow, that was so fun chatting with Steve. I always love when I have something in common with our guests like this because then we can chat some stuff out and I can really compare my experience with theirs, you know? Like, I consider Steve an industry leader, so that's always pretty cool. And it really sounds like my personal experience wasn't too far off from where his thinking's at. First, you all know the routine. If you found this interview helpful, if it sparked those warm and fuzzies, do me a favor, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Follow us if you're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever you're listening to this show, make sure you keep on listening. I bring you the best business minds around twice a week, every Monday and Thursday, and I hope this interview earned your subscription. Now, let's get back to our rock star guest, Stephen Glaze. He had some really awesome, incredible points. Like I was saying, it was a really good discussion. First, I want to talk about the construction industry. They're uh, doing pretty awesome, apparently. And it makes sense because when we were chatting, I mean, come on, think about it. If you had to stare at the same dang siding day after day during your videos, or it's visible in your videos, and it's ugly and stained, Chances are you're going to be pretty motivated to get it replaced. A ton of what's going on, you know, I think with them being so backed up is that people are working from home. They can get the work done. I know a lot of my team, they're bought houses and they're getting their whole remodel done while they're working from home. So it it really does make sense. And about how things have changed during COVID, during this pandemic, 
a lot, you know, I, I think smart exteriors, they're a little bit different than a lot of contractors because they already work with specialized materials. So they already had to work the protective gear. So that's pretty cool to hear that they didn't really have to change much more than what they were already doing. And again, it's just another area that Smart Exteriors was kind of ahead of the curve. They were ready for everything digitally. They were ready for everything once COVID, um, you know, hit. You know, we just had our air conditioners replaced, and I pity those guys working in the attic crawl space replacing this uh, ancient air conditioning coil up there because it's like they're wearing hazmat suits and it's like 500 degrees up there. And, you know, it, it's pretty crazy, but it is the reality for the world that we live in today. Now, since I was brought up in the construction industry myself, you know, we've talked about that thoroughly here. It was pretty cool to chat with Steve about stuff, again, that I was doing about 15 years ago for my dad's business. And the methods to the the madness I had, which really ended up matching pretty well, I'd say, with what Steve is doing now. We did everything we could to drive the digital revenue. And I was fighting against much, much larger companies that were kind of like lead aggregators at the time, trying to get the contact info to resell to people. My goal was to get those leads first. And I tried to do it as innovatively as I possibly could for, you know, the knowledge that I had at the time. And we did get enough opportunities to where it worked out really, really well for us. And Steve's got that same strategy going on right now. So it's pretty, pretty awesome to see how he's driving everything in this digital first world. Steve is able to use apps to take measurements, for example, imagery to show clients what their potential purchase would look like with this color or this type. I mean, that's all pretty cool. But all that tech would be worthless if he didn't have the opportunities to sell. And that's where being fully embraced into the digital lead generation is the basket he's putting most of his eggs into. From SEO to even having guides to explain to customers what happens, what to expect when you get your siding job done. You know, that's pretty good and it's pretty smart. Setting the right expectations is a good way to lure in potential business too. Now, I've got to admit, him writing a book with probably the best SEO title ever being exterior siding in Kansas City is probably one of the most smartest, brilliant ideas I've seen with big tech's algorithms because he's getting more weight because one, that's the name of the book, and now he's an author. And the name of the book is probably the exact keywords that most people would be punching into Google anyways. I mean, that is just brilliant. I love it. I've got to find some way to steal that and make it relevant for me. Maybe it's ERP in Philadelphia. We'll find out or <laughs> we'll see. Question of the day. What do you think about Steve's SEO inspired title to his book? Leave a comment down below on YouTube. Love to hear what you have to say about that. Do you want to be on the show? If you do, shoot an email, interviews at sharkbitebiz.com. Don't forget, you can join the channel, $3 a month, you can become a baby shark. Or if that's not your thing, go to deadhousecoffee.com, use code SHARK, get 20% off your order. All the proceeds directly help this channel. Once again, I'm David Strasser. This is Shark Bite Biz. We'll see you all next episode.
Chao. Thank you for listening to Shark Bite Biz. We hope you got some insightful info from this podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us through your favorite podcast app and visit us on the web at www.sharkbitebiz.com. How has business changed for you in the 20s? Email us at podcast at sharkbitebiz.com so you can join us and share your story.